This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show for September 27th, 2021. It's questions from the audience from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss. Action Jackson, good morning. What's the good word? I need to know what the good word is. That was a great weekend. Tell me why it was a good weekend, boy. I kind of took your advice and seized the day. I oh, just, you banged. Well, I just kind of, I just was out all did weekend. Did you have sex this weekend? No, but I did go out all weekend and, and have a great time. Did you engage in light hand play? <laughs> no. Heavy petting? No, I just, I just went out and had myself a weekend, which is kind of not rare, but... It's what do you mean? You got all left up on the Hennessy? Well, it's just rare for me to go out like both, both Friday both and days? Saturday. Yeah, and on Saturday. Not even in play for me. Not even in the range of possible outcomes. I just I just went out there and uh, on Saturday I drank like all Where'd day. Where'd you go? I want to know what's going on. Molly's, Where'd you go? Molly's. That's the place. Yeah. It's it just, seems like it's Molly's and Wheelhouse and that's it. Yeah, patios after a Cardinal game. but uh, Really? Yeah. Patios more so than Ballpark Village. This is me learning through you. Yeah, I would say it kind of you go to BPV right after the game and then you end up at patios because uh, it's open until 3. So... Uh, that's where the the part usually. But I'm at Molly's just because I like the vibe of Soulard better. I love the patio there. It's like a just a cool spot to hang out and a bunch of always a ton of people there. University Molly. of Missouri grads, sure, plenty of those. Just plenty of people my age, kind of just hanging out. And patio's great. Weather was great this weekend. So which place has the finest lasses? Go. Uh, I would say either Molly's or Wheelhouse. Either one, both. You know, depends on the night, but. I think in the winter you'll see more and more folks at Wheelhouse because they have more of an indoor right. facility, whereas Molly's is more of an outdoor kind of spot. So it's a se- seasonal by season uh, variance, I would say. Uh, which place has the finest lasses? Email me to McKernan at InsideSTL.com. I got a lot on my mind. Mm. It's a dangerous edition of the podcast because I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I thought the radio show today was... Fine. Oftentimes, Jackson, yeah. there is a direct correlation between the amount of rest I get and the quality of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, tip of the cap to everybody else because they did their jobs today. I did not do my... I am just... I, I slept so well to pull up the health chart, which you were lucky enough to see last week. Yeah. Yep. But I went to bed like at 9.20 on Friday night. Wow. And slept till 7.50. I almost slept for 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had that in forever. I mean, that is, at this point now, I'm usually falling asleep before 10 o'clock, and I enjoy it. I mean, there's really, for me, now for you, if you were saying that, I'd like, want to, I'd throw you up against the wall and shake you. Yeah. But, but for me, at this point, especially with a 
you know, four-year-old and a pregnant wife. I mean, what the hell am I doing? So yeah. it's like, it's fine. And then what, let's see a health chart here, 1150 to 850. So nine full hours Saturday into Sunday. And then last night I got up early, like at four or something and I just couldn't fall back asleep. And that was the end of it. So I'm a fucking mess today. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, today, today is my birthday. Yeah. Uh, we were just discussing that uh, because you said happy birthday, and I said that makes me 22 years old. I am essentially twice as old as you. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Tell me about tell me about that. Because if I were sitting with somebody who was 90, I certainly would be cognizant of it. Yeah, but it's so di well. That's such a that'd be so different because uh, you know I think our age gap. I don't know. It's a tough tough way to put it, but 45 to 90 is like a that's a whole different such a bigger gap too um I, I just don't see you as like so old like it's like crazy older than me i don't know i just i guess I, are there 45 year olds who you think of as older than you yeah yeah pl interesting plenty but i don't no, know i wonder why that is i wonder why that because to me here's the thing so i was saying to my wife five years ago i know where we were five years ago for my birthday because i was turning 40 mm -hmm. and we were in las vegas and an mff was live live wow. af Nice. Yeah. MFF? Yeah. Less popular. The less, yeah, the one that's not as popular, yeah. according to producer Joe's research. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, well, you fucked that up. And I go, God, I don't even know what the hell happened. I just know it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had just picked up the game of golf for the first time in like 12 years. Um, and we uh, played that day at a place called Bears Best in Las Vegas um, with this couple uh just because we were paired with them, an older guy who used to work at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I mean, you know. Yeah. So he's, you know, obviously. Similar level Basically, Sports Talk Radio yeah. and Jet Propulsion Laboratory. It's the next step. Uh-huh. And his wife, who was uh, from uh, Europe and uh, was super nice, and he was super nice, calm guy, calm as can be. And, I mean, maybe eight, on the eighth, I think it was actually the eighth hole. Weird that I can even remember this hit like a, you know, hit like a 60 yard shot and I guess he chunked it or something. I don't know. I mean, I was just back to playing golf, so I wasn't doing anything special. I would imagine I shot in the nineties and, uh, and he just gunned his club across <laughs> the golf course <laughs> and oh, it just man. immediately altered the, 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 the tone of the round. Yeah. The vibe. Gets and up. I was stunned. And I mean, listen, you know, people get it fired up. I mean, but we weren't, we were, we, we didn't know each other an hour and a half earlier mm -hmm. and obviously we're not playing for money. There's nothing on the line. And he just gunned the thing. Like, oh my God. Wow. I forgot. I forgot about this because I really hadn't been playing for so long and I forgot. I'm like, oh yeah, this can happen. But usually, I don't know what your experience is. Hopefully you don't play with this type of stuff. In high school, I sure did. In high school golf? Oh Yeah. I could see that, I guess. Yeah, I but uh, like now at 23 no, no. with your peers, it'd be no, strange. But whatever. Yeah. That you can kind of sense it building to that. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't oh, yeah. just like out of no. And this was an absolute, I mean, we're BSing about a variety of things. I mean, a very remedial level. I'm fascinated by astronomy. Yeah. You know, like the solar system, whereas <laughs> yeah. he's a math and science wizard. Base level stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like, you know, kindergarten picture stuff. Mm -hmm. And he gunned his, uh, I don't know, I guess, wedge yeah. across the golf course. I'm like, and I think my wife looked at me like, 
that just happened? I'm like, yeah. oh God, that, and I'm like, oh no, that just happened. And now we've got 10 more holes and then we got a ticking time bomb here. Yeah, that's bad. But it's, it was just a one time and then he was cool. And then when we went back to Las Vegas, I don't know when, couldn't have been, well, hell, Anna Marie was pregnant. So, uh, the next year, so I don't know, whatever. I know we played again at his uh, place. Super, you know, nice guy. Just had a, just had a moment. Yeah. But I think about when I turned 40, I didn't, I really didn't think anything of it. Cause in my mind, uh, we had just started at KFNS, um, and, uh, didn't have a child and we were still traveling constantly, um, just fucking off. And now I am way more cognizant of my age, but I think it's because of being a father. I think that's the difference. Yeah. So my theory on why I might seem younger to you than say the average 45 year old is because the average 45 year old guy in St. Louis has had children probably on a median for at least 15 years. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. 12 to 15 years in yeah. St. Louis. Sorry so, and I think, I think, and parents, you'll have to tell me on this, but I think that's what ages people a little more rapidly. If you are a, you know, 39 year old with dual income, no children, a term I wasn't even aware of dink. You ever heard that? No. But is that what it's called? There's some term. Dueling, for I've heard dual income, no children. No kid, no kids. That's no what kid. it is. Dink. Okay. There you go. Uh, and you're living here too with the super low cost of living. I mean, you know, it was, we truly did every month, at least every month would go somewhere and just fuck off. I yeah. mean, and then like in get wasted yeah. back to back nights. Now it's not even in play, nor is it even something I'm interested in. So I, uh, I think, I think about that like 35 to 40, no big difference, 30 to 35, no big difference, 40 to 45, a big difference. But I think the the difference, and I would wonder if other people would say this, even if it's 25 to 30, if you didn't have a kid when you were 25, but now you have a kid when you're 30, I think that's when you would yeah, definitely. feel it. You would definitely feel, and the I guess not public perception, but perception of your peers would be you've aged because now you have. Yeah, yeah I think that, I, th I mean, and, and I don't know, and I don't know if it's more common here than elsewhere, but I suppose, you know, weight gain um, in the uh -huh. St. Louis area seems to be prevalent. I suppose I, you know, at a buck 60, I'm, you know, I'm all right. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, but uh, that that that's when I see my peers, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the weight gain, mm -hmm. the hair loss thing. I started engaging at that in my teens, so that so I've been permanent there. So maybe if I would have started losing my hair in my 30s, then maybe that would be. Maybe. So you're be you're beating everybody to the punch too. Yeah, I'm. Good. Yeah. You're in a great spot. Yeah, I think you enjoyed losing your hair in your 20s. Oh yeah, I was conditioning yesterday like so gently, so that I didn't. End so up, you didn't lose any of your strength. Yeah, so I can't. I luckily that's. Are not you thinking one about getting on the keeps or the him? or the whatever they're I have I have the you have it I have it I just haven't taken it yet because I'm not sure if I want to make that commitment yet I know what you're saying I want like once a, you go you got to go yeah I really because it's because I can't get off of it and right. there's the side effect thing and then there's the kind of a wood issue what issue or right. the, they've talked about mental health issues to derive from I it. do wonder if the reason why we had trouble uh getting pregnant is because I, I legitimately do because of the propitia I legitimately do yeah it's, now I mean obviously it's it's worked out yeah but I do wonder about that yeah I've heard not I wouldn't say horror stories just bad encounters with uh, Propecia, Propecia-like products where it's hair Rogaine, Phenoxidil, Propecia was finasteride or yep. finasteride Phen or something like that. Finasteride is, yeah, that's the generic term. It's, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, but it's uh, it's different for everybody. So just like all drugs, you know, it hits people differently. So it could work great for me. It could not. Uh, I've kind of Matt. Thing. Have you ever shaved your head to see what you got going on? No, too scared to do all that. I'm actually growing it out as far as it'll go now. Give it maybe one last stand. Maybe change the tides a little bit. But it's held. But pretty it's gonna steady. be it's gonna be thin. Oh yeah, big time. So I think that's a bad move. I think the thinning long hair on a 20 something or even a 40 something is not a good play. Yeah. Now you do you Listen, you're the one out at Molly's and wheelhouse. <laughs> you know what? Maybe the ladies like that. I don't know. I don't know either. It's uh, the I mean, once you shave the head, would you go with facial hair of any, we kind of got can't, a little, you can't, can't do it, but you have some, I can see yeah, it, but it grows in blonde. It grows in blonde. Up well, what in, else would it grow in when you have blonde hair? I know hair? that's the pro. I don't want to blonde. You're expecting like it to come in like Matt Carpenter's beard. That'd be nice. Um, it's just the blonde, it's blonde up on the cheekal, cheekal, cheekal region and the chin and then grows in like red on my neck. So it's, what the fuck? Yeah, it's awful. So I can't do that. It sucks. And I don't want to look like John Daly with the blonde beard. That doesn't look good, in my yeah. opinion. And so I just, yeah, I don't know. Really a mess. But so the hairline is held steady now for about eight months. It hasn't moved any further back. What do you measure? I take looks. I take looks <laughs> after the shower, after I comb my hair in the sh- after the shower. And it's it's kind of made the same, held the same plane. I'm just nervous. For your they, sake, I hope it holds. Boy, don't But I, I mean, I, I already know it's going to happen. You I know, know. I know. It's, uh, God, I think I'm going to have to start on the keeps. I think that's going to be my next move. Cause have I you heard any some, horror stories on the keeps? Yeah, because I, I think it's just finasteride. Oh, so you could have the same deal, di- just yeah, differently. Okay. Labeled differently. So it's. I think it's the same. Mm. Luckily, the crown is staying pretty that's good. That's where I started to lose my hair. Yeah, it's the crown. And you can kind of survive a little bit with the receding hairline for a little bit. It's, it, if you're a taller gentleman, you get away. If you're a smaller gentleman, people can see the crown. Yeah, that's the thing. Is the if you lose the crown first, then it's like, all right, now we're gonna might have to do. Yeah, something. but you can't do anything. Yeah. and I know Rogaine was supposed to save the crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, but that's the keeps suggestion. That's the keeps thing too. They say if you're losing your hairline, like the hairline's moving back, you take the finasteride. If you're losing at the crown, you do the Rogaine. If you're, do, if you're doing both, both of them just. Fire as much into you as possible. Yeah, and then just accept the fact that you'll never get hard again. <laughs> yep, and yeah. You'll... So you're doing it for no reason. Yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, so I got that going on today, um, and I hate that I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And my wife and her parents, she's an only child, they are, they're such wonderful gift givers. Oh. I'm, ad- I admire their ability to give great gifts. Like thoughtful it, it, gifts. Yes. Yeah. I am horrible at it. But like once every five years, I'll hit a grand slam, but mm-hmm. I, I strike out every other. I mean, it's just like awful. It's like, here's a, here's a check. <laughs> <laughs> yep. you know? here's or a here's an envelope with a tan in it or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's awful. And so Anne-Marie's like, well, what do you want? And since the MFF is, really, you know, she's 22 weeks pregnant. It's just not live this year. No, it's just not that. happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, honestly, nothing. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Uh, I had a prescription that I needed picked up yesterday and it's a nightmare to pick it up. And I said, can you do that for me? That will mean the world. And that's all I need. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I just feel badly because they're so excited. My son, who's super excited, but he's super excited about everything. And, uh, my wife are excited for my birthday and I am, but I am so tired 
Uh, and it sucks. And I hate when this, it's about once every week or tw once every two weeks where I just have a day where I just feel awful. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, the show sucks when this happens. Today, everybody ratcheted their game up and it was awesome. Nobody even knew I was tired or the show was outstanding, but I sucked. Mm. So this is what happens when I don't get sleep and then it happens on my birthday and I knew, but God, how about the fact that I slept for nearly 12 hours on That's crazy. Friday to Saturday and then nine hours Saturday to Sunday. I think I could do 12 hours. I just, you I, could, you absolutely could 23. You could, I would go, I would go to bed at like one. And if I didn't sleep till noon, I'd be like, what the fuck happened? Got up early today. Yeah. I that just, was the way it was. I couldn't do it in my current apartment just cause I have blessed, noise blessed. I have huge windows. So the sun just beats in immediately. And, you don't uh, do anything about that? I would, I mean, I that'd to, be the first thing I would do. I have the blinds closed, but, and you can do the blackout shades, but then it's like living in a dungeon. And That's what I like. I had not into it's one it. of the reasons I'm in the basement. You would have loved my apartment in college because it didn't have windows. The, the, my the bedroom greatest. didn't have windows. If it's cold, I mean, that's why I'm in the bed, that and my son has cucked me and he's in the <laughs> bed with my wife, but I am uh, in the basement and it is, I get it, I turn it down to 65. It's pitch black. It is <laughs> this little dungeon. Oh God. It is the absolute greatest. And I sleep so well, but today I'm a fucking mess. So who knows what the hell I'm going to say on this thing that I got only knows. Uh, let's see. What else do I have going on here? Oh, how about sound story last week? Yeah, it was great. Wasn't that great? Fantastic. Yeah. I'm well, more bullish. I mean, I guess bullish isn't the right word. I just, I, I always I think Jackson and I've talked about, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast mysoundstory.com if you're interested in booking one and get it done for the holidays now because it will start filling up. We can do them in person or you can just email me. I guess people have issues with the website. I can't, I, I can't figure out our website. It's, yeah, it's a great website. Uh -huh. I just can't figure it out. Like yeah. sometimes people book them and you're like, hey, we have a sound story tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the back end. It's a little. It's a little all right. Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com uh, and, uh, and we can do them in person now. But I always have anxiety when... I'm when I have one mm -hmm. and I've tried to like psychoanalyze it because I know I ever, when we're done, we, it's always the same thing, man, that was good. Yeah. It's all and always. Yeah. And I love it. And then the other thing that happens and I, I now include you in on the email. So you'll get to see it is the, the people who listen, the family members who listen, their emotion after it. That's the best. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best part. The absolute. It is the absolute best. It's the, it's the best thing I've experienced in my career professionally. It's the best thing e easily. And I, you know, I love TMA. Don't get me wrong. I love this podcast. Don't get me wrong. But that is the most fulfilling thing, and um, and I just absolutely love doing it. But I here's the deal. I feel pressure to perform. So I think that's where the anxiety comes from. I've yeah. got to come through because people are counting on me to come through. Yeah. I, and, and even though it's just a conversation, so there really is nothing. It's not like I'm like, okay, I've got this five foot putt. I have to hit it. It's, you know, it's yeah. a conversation, but for whatever reason it gives, I don't know why it gives me anxiety. So when they're done, I'm in heaven. And then when we get, usually I would say three out of four times, the people who then booked them or the family members of the people we interviewed listen to them and they're just like i'm sitting here crying i'm sitting here laughing and they're so grateful that they got it done yeah because now it's done and they will have their mother father grandmother grandfather whomever their voice and their story saved forever 
And I, even in the thread where the gentleman posted on the fan page last week, Jackson, mm-hmm. there were a couple of people who have talked with me about doing it. I mean, there's obviously at this point, we've gotten a lot of emails, so I don't remember every single name, but a couple said I wanted to get it done. But since we started talking, my mother and father have passed away and I just regret not yeah, it sucks. having it. Um, and so I've done one with my dad. I got to do one with my mom. I want to do one with my wife's parents. I just want to, I just, I did one with my friend. I don't know if you were here. I'm not going to name the name, not that it would matter, but um, it's like a gift that we can yeah. give. And, I, and even though, you know, essentially anybody could sit down at a recorder and talk, um, the ability to do it in a studio. Yeah. And I'm just, when I'm sitting here, and I think I was telling the lady who was in last week, whose son posted on the fan page about it, she, you know, she said, I'm just, you're just, you know, I mean, you made me comfortable. I had all these notes and I said, but it's not, it's, it's not like there's a, a method to making somebody comfortable. I'm just curious. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So I'm kind of on the edge of my seat and on top of it, I suppose also a byproduct of interviewing people who don't want to be honest, not because they're malicious or nefarious, Yeah. but part of their jobs oftentimes is to not tell the whole story or protect certain things or whatever the case might be. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, people are wanting to get things out and telling things that they haven't said before because they want their family members to hear it. So I'm it's so essentially it's, it's like being told a story every time this happens, Yeah, you know, yeah, and, if, and, and I'm honored that people have chosen us to, to do this. So I love doing it. And I was thinking that last week, it gave me such a high. I don't know when we did it. It was last Wednesday Thursday. or Thursday. Thursday. Was it Thursday? Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember saying, yeah, I'm like, man, this one, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, and for whatever reason, I was just like, I got to, I got to ratchet my game up on this one. And, and it went so well and it was so great. And the story was so, you know, unique. Uh-huh. And then how much it means when the, the son's daughters, yeah. whomever. I think you made a great point there with the gift. It's, it's, it's also a gift to people who, may not even know it yet, like that they don't realize how much of a gift it is. Like the grandparent or the grand uh, kids or the the kids of those grandkids, like to have that throughout your family history from now till forever is such a invaluable gift. Yeah. You know, I, I never met my grandmother on my father's side. If I had somewhere I could hear her oh, voice. I would, I would, wouldn't it be just the greatest? You'd, I'd listen to it once a month. There's a guy, and, and you've probably, I've talked about him, but again, it's just, I'm hesitant on giving names, even though it's not like any, I'm sure I could say the name. He was in that thread. And his father, we did it in January, and his father passed away in March. Mm-hmm. This is 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I always, when people ask about sound story, I tell that story mm-hmm. because he almost didn't come in that day. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to be in Florida for the next couple of months, and I'm just like, hey, you know, not not thinking by the way if you don't do it you're going to pass that wasn't you know yeah. and we're not going to get a chance to do it but that he did come in and that he was such a great great man it was uh-huh. before you were here right yeah so yeah. january 2020 um and uh, he passed away from covid one of the first people to pass away from covid and this guy posted in the thread he goes i i, I listened to it i think i don't know if he said once a day or once a week just because he now hears his dad's voice and the reason i'm talking about it is I think about it and it's like, I love doing TMA and I love doing this, mm-hmm. but I could do that. Like I could do that the rest of my career and just be, I, I feel like almost like it's like, I don't know what the right word for it is. It's, it's so fulfilling. Yeah. I am not, getting back to the gift thing. I am not for whatever reason. I don't know what, what it is. Like my dad isn't good at giving gifts, but he's the greatest 
fucking dad. I mean, he's like at the highest approval rating of anybody I know. God mm-hmm. almighty, everybody yeah. loves my dad. Yeah. So it's not the fact that I'm a selfish asshole that makes me a bad gift giver because my dad's not a selfish asshole, but he's a bad gift giver. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't have that trait, but I love, it's like the thing that I can do that is somewhat of a, you know, I don't know what the right word is. A gift isn't the right word because it is, it, it's not like I'm doing this for free. It is certainly yeah. a business, but it is, you know, I, I, I don't know if anybody would go, my God, I didn't get my money's worth on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, and there isn't really a price on it. So yeah, what you were saying, if I could go out in my car and if I had to drive for an hour or something and I could hear my grandfather, my dad's dad, who I never knew, he died when my dad was 16 and hear him telling his story and what life was like when he grew up in the twenties and thirties and, yeah. You know, raising four kids and, you know, all, I mean, and just to be able to hear it, I mean, God, yeah, I would love that. And that that's really how this whole thing was born, yeah. that, you know, two, almost two years ago. That's how this whole thing was born. I love doing that. It is so fulfilling. It is the absolute best. And I was thinking about that thing on Thursday and it gave me such a great high. It carried over through the weekend. I had a hell of a weekend too. Total opposite reason of, <laughs> of your experiences. But, yeah. um, I love that. And I, want to encourage it. I want to, you know, I want to do it. I want to do it, you know, I don't know, like bring in people. Cause I don't, it, it, I, I want to want to make it as affordable as possible. I want more people to have it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so maybe like hire have people in mind who I'd be interested in hiring and then maybe put it at a lower price point for certain people to do it than a higher price point for other people to do it and, and people. To, but I just, it's such a great thing. Yeah. And, you know, listen, I suppose it's quote unquote my thing, but really when it gets down to it, it's, it's, you know, a listener sent in an email and he said, if you're not going to interview your dad for the listeners or for yourself, do it for your kids. Yeah. You know, not at the time I had one, um, but my brother's, mm-hmm. uh, daughters and my, uh, other brother's son. And, uh, and I'm like, God, that's, I mean, that was just, it was just this moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. And so over the last however many years we've been doing it and how many, however many we've done and the number of emails that we've gotten in response, what that means, it's just so fulfilling. Like I love when people say, I love the show, TMA, I love the podcast. And that's, that's a great compliment. It, no question. But you know, we're just fucking off, Yeah. you know, and I love fucking off, mm-hmm. love fucking off. I thoroughly enjoy it. But when people, and it's just like, man, we, we did something. Yeah. Sound you know, story impacts people differently than absolutely. TMA or the podcast does. You know, and that feels really, really cool. Yeah, and I, and it just so happened. And the one gentleman who passed away, and it, he's the only one of all the people we've done it with who, uh, his wife called me, and she said, "Hey, so and so." Since I'm just not using the name, so and so, of course, not the greatest way to say it, but the gentleman. <laughs> Uh, is outside and he's crying his eyes out. And I go, what, what, what happened? I thought we had a really good conversation. And he said, he feels like he didn't talk enough about this person and this person. Yeah. And it's, and I said, well, he can come back and come back now or he can come back tomorrow. And then he came back in and then he talked more about, I think it was his brothers, if I'm not mistaken, or his brother. And, uh, and we did it and gangster Pete edited it together and, and off it went. Um, and just how, you know, you look at that and just how pivotal, like how much it means to the family that they have that. Yeah. They said it serves as like a eulogy. Yeah. Because at the time you couldn't have funerals, memorial services. Mm-hmm. 
with COVID and, uh, and that they listen to it as often as they do. And I now have a connection with that family. I just, I don't know. It's special. It is, it is, it is the absolute, it is the absolute best. So I've had this high for a few days, played really good golf, which means of course you weren't with me yesterday. Cause when True. you're with me, you are the, <laughs> yep. you were the, the 80, the eighties or I don't know if we've gone nineties with you, but <laughs> certainly eighties. Um, and I kind of, th- let me tell you something. Uh-huh. I kind of think, I kind of think I found something mm. and it's with the flat blade most oh, importantly. Yeah. Cause that's where Start I went out and games. played with your man crush, Spencer. <laughs> Brooksy. Yeah. Uh, on Friday and shot 80 and I'm just like, I don't know what has gone on, but uh-huh. I was thinking before the end of the year, I would be a scratch golfer. Now I'm shooting 80. Yeah. Uh, this is off the rails and, and it's, I'm like, I'm not birdie. I'm not even getting good looks at birdies. Four birdies yesterday, Jackson. There Ooh. could have been multiple, there could have been many more. Uh-huh. It could have been like an eight or nine birdie round. It was that. And it was because of the putter. It wasn't like I was like sticking it, uh, you know, within three feet, you know? So yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a heater there and I'm getting a club fitting tomorrow. Have you ever gotten a club fitting? As a Ladue guy, I assume you're, you're born. And then the first thing you do is get a club fitting. Yeah. You, right out of the, after the bris, you go right to the club, you go right to golf galaxy to get fitted for clubs. Uh, no, it was, uh, I've been fitted. My irons I have now were fitted. It's great. It's fun. All right. Yeah. So I'm using six-year-old clubs. Yeah, yeah. So it's a... You need to adjust. That's one of the things that... um, uh, But that move that I was showing you, Uh I've incorporated it, and it's actually leading to... What do you know? Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Uh, The great great Craig Story, Swing Wizard. Listen, he's... You know, I... I, And I would say this to Craig. I did say it to Craig. I said, if you're a 20 handicap, probably, because he's... But if you want to... The thing that would frustrate me with a with some swing instructors, like, oh, you're you're a ten handicap, that's good enough. I'm like, but I think I can be better. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of think I can be better. And then Craig's like, well, I think you can be a scratch golfer. I'm like, okay, you're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. But now here we are on the precipice. So if you're fucking crazy like me and you just get obsessed with things and can't stop until you accomplish them, uh, then I would recommend uh, Craig's story. So you can email me and I'll put you together with him. But he is, uh, he is, he's. Just damn good, man. There's there's no question about it. And the putting thing. Yeah. I, I almost feel like I should show you, but since you've never lost a, a bet to me. Yeah, I think I mean, and, and, best. Yeah, until like I skull fuck you a few times. Yeah, then then teach me. It's <laughs> so, it, on top, it's so damn basic. And I'm like, I wonder if this is like what all the good players like just kind of know. Yeah. Because the thing that separates them from like most others outside of distance is their putting. Yeah, you know, just they're getting around the green. Yeah, yeah. and there's strokes gain around the green. Yeah. Uh, all right, before I go into all the emails, uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Ryan Kelly, the Home Loan Expert, online at thehomeloanexpert.com. He's putting together his Team Alec Forever Golf Tournament this weekend. I wanted to be able to play, not able to play, um, but uh, made a donation for Team Alec. I remember when we were, Ryan and I, along with the great young Paige Hughes, went to Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final. And uh, Blues lost, and then, of course, won in Game 7 in Boston. But the first thing Ryan did, no cameras around, nothing around, gets in the car, and he calls Alec, um, who he had just had a connection with, a young, I can't even call him a young man. I mean, he was in his teens when he passed and, from cancer. And uh, that's just that's how that's who Ryan is. And, uh, and so now he has this golf tournament, Team Alec Forever golf tournament. Just kind of shows you the kind of guy that Ryan is. And, uh, you know, some people make business decisions based on who they, you know, feel are quality people. And I get it, uh, personally, you know, as long as the person's not crooked or I know the person's bad peeps, 
if it's going to be the best deal, I'm going to go with the best deal. But I know some people really do make decisions based on it. That's why a lot of businesses now market to values or virtues. Uh, so if that's your bag, Ryan Kelly, I can speak to that. There were no cameras around when that was going on. And if your bag is just what's going to get me the lowest rate, okay, fine, thehomeloanexpert.com or get pre-approved, Ryan Kelly. Once you get your home with thehomeloanexpert.com or um, get pre-approved or refinance, make sure you're working with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800 or go online at Carlton Insurance. .net. His office is in Webster Groves. He is my insurance agent. Just like I've worked with Ryan Kelly, I work with James and I endorse him wholeheartedly. It's not even a question. I have been so impressed. My wife has been so impressed. We're so grateful we made the switch. So essentially, I'm grateful he started advertising with us because then I got to know him and then I'm like, I got to start working with you and I have and it's been so good for our family. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Any water damage in your home, any water in your home, period, make sure Jim Rogers of Restoration One is who you are calling to take care of. That 314-565-1962. Restoration One would like to remind you that if stormwater enters your home or a washing machine overflows, your sewer drain backs up, chances are your efforts won't be enough to completely dry your home. You know what happens when you don't get it completely dry? Mold. That's when you call Jim Rogers, Restoration One of Central St. Louis. Make sure that never happens. When you have water in your home, call 314-565-1962 to have your home professionally assessed and dried by the water damage experts at Restoration One of Central St. Louis. We're supposed to play with Iggy and Raby again on Thursday. Yeah, I might call an audible and move it to my uh, home course just because of closeness to our TMA Live Thursday yeah. night Hot Shots, Webster Groves. Yeah. Iggy will be getting six pops. Do you think... Iggy will win round two. And I, and I know, let's let's say we're playing at Westboro and we're not okay. playing at Normandy. Yeah, I think Iggy can take it. Really? Yeah, I, that, and it was because of the audible. So if it were Normandy, I think, you would think Raby. I think Interesting, because that's Iggy's home track. Yeah, but the fairways are wider. Fairways are wider, and that would, it's the only ah. time. That's the only place Raby, well, not the only, but like that's where Raby would, would mess up is... Uh, is is there. It's astute. That's a nice play. I think that's nice where handicapping. Mess, that's a nice. That's where he it's would mess up. It's all about Iggy's putting. It's all about his putting. It's it, that's what it was at Gateway, and that's what it'll be for this next time. Because they'll be because they'll be in a similar situation where you have a chance to have or win holes on the green, and he and I I think he'll overcome his issues and do it if he changes anything. If he doesn't change anything, then no, he's not gonna. He's gonna pair. pair it's a, it's like a ten second thing too. Oh yeah, so it's but really just finishing the stroke, right? right. That, yeah, there it is. Yes. So you've made the end. Just so, finishing the yeah. stroke, but because so like I'm, I guess he doesn't get nervous. He's right no, there. No, he's but not if nervous. somebody's missing three or four foot putts, they assume it's like yips and nerves. Yeah, it's still but mental, I think it's, but it's not nervous. But it's mechanic. It really is mechanical. Yeah, he yeah. just doesn't hit the. I mean, he essentially doesn't hit the ball. Mm -mm. Nope. I have that dumb shit Dustin Johnson perfect putt thing in my basement. I feel like that little pain of like uh, it's it's uh, like. 10 feet of turf. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as dumb as it is, they're not a sponsor, by the way. I swear it's helped. Okay. I, I really do. It's, I yeah. swear it's helped. Just putting, like, just like practicing stroke. That's what Hank Haney would always say. is like, just if you don't have a range, you can't go to the range. Take a hundred dry swings. Like, yeah. Just putt in your car, on your carpet. Just have a club in your hands. It'll, it can't hurt, you know? So I, I think just being able to hit putts is a, is a great way to straighten out. All right, we'll have that showdown coming up this week. Uh, and then TMA Live on Thursday night. Uh, and then the uh, Lemmings Open is on uh, Friday. Tim, I know you hear it a lot, 
but great hire in Jackson. Oh, thank you so much. How about that? I can't here. believe the mature perspective he has at his age. If I can't recall if we've done this one, but like I told you, I'm on like no sleep, so <laughs> I don't recall it. So, uh, uh, but we do get a lot of compliments on you. You know that, which is nice. I surely appreciate it. That's not common, and I've called attention to it, and I'm not trying to stop it, mm-hmm. but. It's not common, and you get a hell of a lot of compliments, which is a great thing because it's, it's the right thing. I appreciate but, it. But uh, I'm thrilled that uh, people recognize it. Uh, people say it privately to me, too. I recently went to Denver for a long weekend with my family for a little getaway and played golf with some friends that recently moved. A couple of things really stood out to me while we were there. Does this ring a bell at all? I'm no, telling no. you, I feel like we may have done this one. Nothing about Denver. Okay. I don't remember anything about Denver. First being physical fitness. I don't think you can be overweight and live in Denver. Everyone's just so active constantly. While we were playing golf, my buddy told me that if you were under 60, you generally walk the course. My response was, fuck that. (laughs) It was extremely hilly, and he reminded me that we were in Colorado, and they just happen to have mountains there, so hills are to be expected. But the overall premise slash question is that why are we more sedentary here in St. Louis? Yeah, I don't think we have read this. Uh, but if we have, feel free to call me on it, not pointing fingers or playing the blame game, but how come the active lifestyle just passed us by? I, I don't recall. I, I don't recall. I'm surprised I haven't, uh, this one came in on September th- or not September, August 30th. Second, my buddy who moved to Denver is originally from South Dakota and lived in St. Louis for a couple of years. He was saying in Denver, everyone who moves there is extremely friendly because no one is from Denver. Uh, For some reason, if you grew up in Denver, you don't stay, you move away, which led me back to your statement when you were traveling, when someone said, St. Louis, it's a great place to be from. I am born and bred St. Louis, St. Louisan, as we jokingly say, St. Louisan. I would love the opportunity to move somewhere new, but due to family circumstances, I can't. I think what I'm trying to say is that if you have the itch to move to Florida, scratch it, get down there and live it up. You can always come back home. Thanks again and keep up the great content. That comes from Adam Wilburn. Uh, I don't think we've read that one. No. Which then it means to me increases the probability that we have read that one. (laughs) Uh, All right. First one. Physical fitness. Jackson, go. Oh, why in St. Louis would there be more? Why is it more sedentary in St. Louis? Oh, well, we, uh, a couple of the staple food staples around here is pizza, which is, I mean, that's a food staple a lot of places, but toasted ravioli, which is just But that's talking about. I'm going to try to hit the hole on this because I would, yeah. I'd like to do a deep dive on this, even though my brain isn't really firing well uh-huh. today. Sed- that, you're talking about great okay. restaurants and yeah. food options. But you're talking about why we sit. Well, this person asks, the Adam Wilburn asks the questions, why is St. Louis so sedentary, if indeed that is the case? Uh. I don't, I don't, I, and that's the thing, I, I'm yielding to you in part because I don't have a good explanation for it. I don't either. If you do travel... And I'm saying travel to coasts or South Florida. Um, I don't know where, maybe Scottsdale, since that's not really coasts. Uh, Denver's not a coast. I don't wow. know what else would possibly be considered. There's no question that you notice the difference. Uh-huh. And you'll notice it instantaneously if you're, you'll just basically be like, oh, I'd like to fuck more people here. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of how I arrive at it. But I, I don't know, I don't know why we would be more sedentary. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, there's another homework assignment for the audience. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. What do you think the reasoning is? If, if, if indeed the premise is accurate, I don't know if it's because relative to Denver or relative to LA, San Francisco, New York, South Florida, Scottsdale, people get married younger and have kids younger. Oh, so you pointed at me. You think yeah. I might have hit it? Though. I was when you were saying that. The only thing that comes to mind is we uh, generally in St. Louis 
people have get married and have kids earlier. So maybe time for the gym or even desire to go to right. the gym drops because you're rearing children. I also think, and it's, you know, but I don't know. It's the cost of living is certainly lower than any of the places we just rattle off mm -hmm. like comfortably. Yeah. But I, I think I used, I mean, back like I said before, I hear me on the radio from clips in 2005 and 2006, and I just want to destroy all audio archives. <laughs> so I'm so embarrassed by it. Yeah. But part of my, if you want to call it evolution, um, or you might have preferred that person much more. Um, I certainly didn't, but, uh, or don't, but, uh, you know, it used to be, oh, if somebody's fat, they're lazy. And it, cause it's easier to say that. Yeah. And I just, I don't necessarily think that's, that's accurate. Fair sounds kind of quiche, but there's a circumstance. I mean, there's a circumstances. And if somebody does have children or has to, or doesn't have the disposable income that you might have, if you are in a good spot and take your pick of any of those particular areas in Denver, LA, San Francisco, New York, South Florida, Scottsdale, all cost much more to live in and are nicer than St. Louis. I'd like to think everybody would agree with that. Maybe somebody would go to New York's a shithole or whatever, but LA has got the traffic, whatever, take your pick. Uh, I think most people would, you know, overwhelmingly say those places are nicer than St. Louis, that you got to have some money. And if you have some money, then you can afford, you have some time Yeah. and, or you have the ability to have a trainer or whatever the case might be. And, or if you have money, then you might not have four kids. And if you have four kids, it's tough to do. Oh yeah. And I also think, and I could be wrong on this because I kind of theorize on this, but again, I don't think it's because St. Louis is sedentary. What I, th but I, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Is if you stand out as being, I don't even want to, I don't even want to use the overweight thing. I'm trying to think of something else, but let's say you're going to an event. Okay. Uh -huh. And everybody is wearing a sport coat. I don't know. I'm just grabbing at shit here. But just as an example, and you came and you didn't, and you feel out of place. Yeah. If everybody around you, or if the majority of people around you are in good shape, I think then that motivates you to get in shape, either consciously or subconsciously. Uh huh. Yeah. You don't want to be no ever. People kind of want to fit into their yeah. environment. So I, so I think because, you know, you can go, okay, the places you're listing all have great weather year round. Although San Francisco is certainly hit or miss and New York is not. Denver. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it lends itself to, you know, outdoors with sunny camping, yeah, hiking yeah. that, um, that, I, that people are physically fit and therefore it puts, Again, I don't know if it's conscious or subconscious. I don't know how it works, but I just think like the majority of people, like if you, you know, like when you look at the stands at a Cardinal game, for example, and you look at the stands at a Dodgers game, that's not fair. That's, that's like so extreme. I don't know. I don't know what a good comparison would be, but it's clear. Mm -hmm. It's so different. It's not just different in BMI. It's different age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's therefore, I don't know if I would call St. Louis sedentary. I don't know. And listen, I know there are plenty of you who are listening going, well, I work out or I bike or I, you know, hike or whatever. And I'm, so it's, this is, you know, this, and I did fuck some, I email. I'm just trying to, because if I disagreed, I would, but I do agree with it in the sense that we have higher obesity here, but I don't necessarily know what the reason is. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to offer theories. Yeah. I don't know if St. Louis necessarily would be more sedentary 
Because, <sighs> I mean, L.A., it's, you could go to New York, okay, you're walking. That's But if you live in Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, maybe, by the way, maybe you're, fuck, I don't even know how people get lost. I've spent a lot of time there. You take cabs. I don't know how it works. Always cabs. Yeah, but I don't know if now it's Uber, if it's still cabs. Um, L.A., you're driving everywhere. everywhere. And you're sitting in your car. Yeah. But I mean, that's definitely got a lower BMI. I don't know. The don't beach know. is being you know, a beach in LA. So that's definitely part of it. But I hear what you're saying. I don't think that you can label St. Louis necessarily. You can label it as a town that maybe has a, like a weight issue to some extent, but to say sedentary, I just don't know like what you could like say to like, be like, that's why they're sedentary. Right. You know, cause I mean, there's a ton of, I mean, anytime you go through forest park or go around a residential neighborhood, there's people walking. Sure. And, and, but I mean, do you, do you agree with the premise that if you're like your perceptive BMIs of let's say Los Angeles, Scottsdale, Denver, you know, you spent time on the Gulf side, yeah. Florida, yeah, probably the heavier side if I had to guess. Yeah. Well, just cause it's older. Right. Yeah. Uh, in New York, that St. Louis would be the highest BMI. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so then the question then goes, okay, then, but then why? Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't know. Now this gentleman is uh, suggesting it's because we're sedentary and I don't know, but I mean, with regards to walking, I, I absolutely prefer to walk mm -hmm. and, and it is, I wear this whoop band, um, which I guess is like a Fitbit. I don't know. You probably, if you watch the Ryder cup, you saw him using it all the time to track guys, heart rates. Um, and it, you do, you do, you burn 1500 to 2000 calories walking. Yeah. And when it gets down to it, weight is about, you know, calories in, calories out. Yep. Now, as far as body composition, that's when you get into tracking protein and carbs and fats and the macronutrients, um, you know, and whether or not you're lifting and all of those things. But again, at, the, at the end of the day, it's calories in, calories out. And so if you're burning, you know, two, 3,000 calories a day, then you can theoretically afford to eat two to 3,000 calories. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, what I'm looking for is an answer from our audience. We have questions from the audience. I want answers from the audience. Second, my buddy who moved to Denver is originally from South Dakota and lived in St. Louis. Uh, he said, everyone who moves, uh, everyone's friendly in Denver because no one's from Denver. For some reason, if you grew up in Denver, you don't stay, you move away, which led me back to your statement. When you were traveling, when someone said St. Louis, it's a great place to be from. I am born and bred St. Louis and I would love the opportunity to move somewhere new, but due to family circumstances, I can't. I think what I'm trying to say is that if you have the itch to move to Florida, scratch it, get down there and live it up. You can always come back. Um, so that one, yeah, I mean, Denver's a super transient city. St. Louis is super provincial and, um, you know, for me, Florida, because of the weather, South Florida, the panhandle might as well be here. Um, I mean, not as bad as here in the winter, but it's not like it's 75, 80. No. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we absolutely love it. Uh, my wife's like, don't let the baby, you know, don't let me be impregnant. Be the reason we're not, I'm like, you said you wanted this particular doctor to deliver the baby. We, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. so what the hell are we going to do? Fly her down and just go, okay, you got to wait around for a couple weeks. We got a live one here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I think the way it's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're, we're here. And, and, and by the way, that's, I'm not like furious about it. No. Uh, inevitably it was either, we were going to have to make a move one way or the other. Cause my son will be starting school here soon. No. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm when January rolls around, it's like I know I'm not going anywhere. That'll be that'll be a moment where I'm staring into the abyss. <laughs> I just admit a point where I don't uh, I don't do well with it. I I've said it before. I'll say it again because all my friends were like, "Yeah, 
they don't care. So your wife's pregnant. You guys will still be gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I don't think that's happening. Mm-hmm. The whole Florida during the winter thing, or maybe Arizona for people, whatever. It's a, it's, it's like, it's like my buddy who I was about to do cocaine 25 years ago. And he's like, don't start. Even though he enjoyed it. It's like, don't, don't, don't start. And my analogy is if you think you could get to the point where you're like, oh my God, I never want to come back, but you're not in a position don't do it. Don't, yeah. don't find out how ignorance is bliss. I never knew how much better it was until I went for an extended period of time and love it as much as I do, but don't start. It's, it's one of those, I can't remember who I was listening to a podcast and somebody was saying, don't get addicted to luxury items. Mm-hmm. And I don't consider it necessarily a luxury. It's just, I have kids. If Anna Marie and I didn't have any kids, we'd be down there now and I'd either find a way to do TMA or I just wouldn't do it anymore. Right. That'd be it. We would have already moved. Um, at the very, well, the very, no, maybe live here six months of the year and then six months there, whatever. Cause mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have to worry about school. Yeah. The kids things, the thing that changed everything. Um, but yeah, the, once we did it once I'm like, man, this is really great. Got to do it again. And then it's like, oh, I'll do it again. Yeah. And then she's due February 1st. So, you know, yeah. I mean, there's no sweet spot. She's yeah. like, if we're going to move, I would rather do it now than like do it in a couple of months. And I'm like, well, I don't think we're just going to be able to turn this thing around. Yeah. And, and move in a short period of time, but God, it is, it's, it's, it's like this weather we're having right now in St. Louis. Yeah. If you look outside, it's sunny and it's like, I don't know, probably, well, today it's warm, but 80, uh-huh. no humidity to have that every day, day in, day out, month after month after month with golf and yeah. baseball, spring training and the beach. Oh, never rains in the winter down there either. Rarely. It's very, it's very rare. Yeah, it's it, it is rare. rare. Now, whereas like right now it's, you know, there was this pond by my dorm in Florida and in the summer it was filled to the brim. Couldn't get any higher. If it did, it would have spilled over. And in the winter it was bone dry. Yeah. It it's bone a, it's dry. a weird deal. Yeah. It's just, it's the absolute greatest. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's the greatest. I mean, and I, and I, Fucking, I know it. I know it doesn't play well with the audience, but shit, so much of my stuff doesn't anyway. <laughs> yeah. Who cares anymore? But uh, yeah, I mean, I for real. Like people's like, what do you do? Like you spend where do you go to an Airbnb or do you, you know? And I really do want to say to people, if it's something you're worried that you'll get hooked on, and you're not in a spot professionally or for whatever reason where you can move there, or you would be able to for family reasons, whatever. Don't do it because you could be like I. I'm never coming back. Or then, then it'll make winter. You'll make, you'll be more susceptible to yeah. what is it? Seasonal, whatever the fuck. Seasonal depression. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it's SAD. And I don't know what the middle word is, but either way. Something long that I can't pronounce. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I keep thinking about it. It's like a friend of mine. I'm like, how great is this weather? You know, here I am. He goes, yeah, but man, it's going to fucking suck in a month. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least then we only have November, December, January, yeah. February, March, April. Really short. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see what we got. How about this one? Tim, hope all is well. Is there any actual concern when Iggy does what seems to be payola on the show? <laughs> Jackson really liked this one. Before going any further, I want to be clear that I'm not trying to get Iggy in trouble, and I understand <laughs> if you can't say much more. To me, his plugs seem relatively harmless. Oh, sorry. God, I told you I'm fucking tired. a mess. Furthermore, it's hilarious more than anything. It's wonderful when someone on the show will call him out for payola, and he responds with, no, it's not, <laughs> then proceeds to basically define payola. 
<laughs> in a similar fashion as if one were to look up an example of how the word was used in the dictionary. I just like to take care of people that take care of me. <laughs> just a question and observation. Iggy is the best. Nothing more for me. Thanks for the salt and the duck butter. Uh, the answer is no. Now, with that said, we work at a loose environment. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Uh, so, you know, should things change, uh, you know, you know, yeah. it, it will have to be more mindful of it, I suppose. But I mean, I think, you yeah, know, it's I all mean, pretty it, benign. it is, it absolutely is. If gosh, Jackson, I'm sorry. I'm yawning. Fuck. Um, right. Tired my, pod. My hat's yeah, tired pod. I don't know. I do need the Adderall. <laughs> um, but my dad, when he was general sales manager, he would talk about people who he knew was doing, knew were doing it, and it would drive him up the wall, yeah. and he would go fucking nuts. Yeah, well, it's right against his whole business. Absolutely, as the general sales manager. But yeah. one of the tricks, and I'm just like, and I think now on our radio show, people know it's not <laughs> happening, yeah. which is the free food thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You fat fucks, you got to eat at nine o'clock? the fuck's wrong with you? You're going to eat a pizza at nine o'clock, you fat fuck. <laughs> no, we're good. You know, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. So you're going to, so you're not going to spend money because you think we're going to sit here and blow your restaurant <laughs> because you brought in a pizza at nine o'clock. No, sorry. Try another show. They'll probably say yes, oh, but we God. are, we're not interested. That, that was one of the, that was one of the moves. Yeah. And I remember my dad, I, I remember listening to him bitch about it you know this is when i was like in my early 20s and not even in the business yet and oh this free food shit timmy i know what they're doing and not paying for advertising bullshit and uh, and now you know now having been on the other side of the desk i totally get it it's a yeah. it's a it's a little it's a little trick yeah. so i don't know if it still goes on to the extent iggy and the dr beyondo well, didn't that just come out of left field? Like, out of nowhere, he's just... Yeah, I just want to tell you. Well, I think he was saying something. I mean, like I said, you know, I, I don't know. It's so weird. Um, I have an attorney reviewing contract language. Uh -huh. And he goes, he goes, I'm not, a, you know, if I were an agent, I could be... He goes, with this pale, the plug oil thing, is that something that will impact you? Probably not. I said, no. No. I said, that's not it. That's, I said, and furthermore, it is, I think it is as standard in a broadcast contract yeah. as a non-compete, unfortunately, is, um, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it, you know, yeah. So, yes, it, it's, I appreciate the question. If we really were concerned about it, I wouldn't read the question here on yeah. the podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's not a, uh, it is not a, uh, an issue. It's no. just not an issue. No. And on top of it, it's done like, I think it's almost done satirically. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, uh, let's see what I got. I got to make sure I, uh, delete the ones we've answered. So I, we had to have reread one at one point. I mean, it might have just been Adams and you don't remember it but either, the thing which is going to be awful. You could ask a question, we could read it the next week and you'll get it completely. You might yeah, get exactly. a completely the different Adderall answer. sessions. Yeah. And we won't even remember. Me on full rest answer versus me like this full answer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he Tim, long-time listener, first-time emailer. It was listening to last week's episode. You mentioned the young audience demographic. I was curious who else really listens to this show. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't think it was meant in the way that it was asked, but I get I, the way I read it, I yeah. fucked it up. Uh, I'm on the fan pin and see plenty of stepdads smoking meats. 
That's mostly what it is. <laughs> Jackson and I are the moderators yeah, of the stars. Uh, but was interested in knowing <laughs> the pitmasters. <laughs> but was interested in knowing if you could share more about what the demographic is for both TMA and QFTA shows. Thanks. That's from Sanderson. P.S. Going through a divorce now, so the fun really begins, and all some erotic stories I'll be sharing soon. I'd be curious though, what what his age is because I'm telling you, if you are in your 30s as a divorcee in St. Louis, I mean, I feel like it's like a small pool of people, and they just all fuck each other. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I don't know about the 20-something divorces. How old was I when I got divorced? Right around 30. Um, but but it's just like, it's, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Sanderson, please send in, and hopefully you get an MFF. That's what I'm more interested in hearing about outside of you just, you know, yeah, worried about the kid walking in while you're in missionary. I don't really need to hear about that. <laughs> uh, what, was, what was the question? Um, the, the demographic. Oh, yeah, so... Um, Again, for no reason in particular, prote protecting the names. But I mean, I don't think this person would really care. DM'd me and asked, um, what was it? It was a good question. Something about some, something somewhat similar to this question along the lines of uh, the, uh, the demographic and how I knew it. And I said, here's how it works with regards to radio ratings. KFNS does not subscribe to Nielsen, which gives you the radio rating. So I wrote this back. Uh, radio ratings in St. Louis are calculated based on a thousand people receiving a device from Nielsen called people meters in which they enter what stations they're listening to slash streaming. The sample size is then applied to the 3 million person area and stations that subscribe to Nielsen. KFNS does not. The big corporations do monitor the demographics of the thousand people who actually have the meters. As they say, one bad month of the meters getting in the quote unquote wrong hands can destroy their revenues without tracking ratings on KFNS. Uh, and that service costs a material amount of money, which is why it doesn't happen. Uh, KFNS has not subscribed to Nielsen for more than a decade. Uh, you can look to downloads and or shows and live streamers, but that, of course, doesn't have any any way to quantify who is listening to the radio, as in the who with yeah. the demographic. So in the case of TMA, the show just had its, well, we had our best month in August of 2021. Is that what it was you were telling me? Best month in two years. Best month in two years on downloads. Uh-huh. Uh, best month of downloads in more than two years in August, 2021 with 281,624 downloads. Uh, but as you likely know, downloads is a number that doesn't necessarily speak to audience size either because it, we don't, that doesn't track streaming and radio. There's no way to track. No. I think a lot of people, and I don't, don't fault them. It's not their industry. I'm sure there's all kinds of shit. I believe that isn't true. Uh, and that is when you turn on the radio that it's like going to a database and that's not no. the way that it works. Um, for the people, with the people meters, it is the way that it works. Um, so from an anecdotal standpoint, when I meet people who come up to me and say, love the show, uh, which is like a code for them saying they listen about one out of 10, I would say is on the fan page. And out of that 10%, I don't know if I've ever met someone who comes up to me in public, uh, who actually posts on the page. So you have a lot of listeners who aren't on the page. You have listeners who are on the page, but who don't post on the page. And then you have listeners who are on the page and post. I don't know what the breakdown is. Um, all I can speak to is what we see, mm -hmm. you know, now we could do a survey, but again, the survey would only be posted on Facebook or on Twitter, which automatically I think is going to skew. Yeah. Younger. Twitter would be skewing younger. Facebook might skew potentially older, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. It's certainly at our events, you would say the age is probably give or take 28 to 32. Would that be fair? Yeah. In that right range. Right around there. Yeah. So anyway, it's a younger, and I would say, as weird as it is, because I know we joke about, you know, the show, but I would say it's a younger professional 
uh-huh. audience, yep. which is super random and rare for sports talk radio. It is not usually the way sports talk radio works. Um, but again, it's not like we're sitting here with like, here's the data because how can you get the data? Um, so uh, I know that's a good question, but uh, that's how we have it. All right, Tim and Jackson, uh, you've been talking a lot about looking at things like stocks and buying or selling them based on their current value, a practice I have found myself doing after listening. This question is twofold. Buy or sell national print journalism, caps on print, and then buy or sell pre-Twitter journalism. I realize these are arbitrary, so I will fine-tune their definition. National print, think printed version of New York Times. The reason I don't include digital is because I don't find myself as immersed. Your phone is buzzing from text. You never feel like you're done with the issue or know where it starts. Pre-Twitter journalism, even harder to find, but what I'm thinking is the pre-Twitter-like driven Fox, CNN, give the people what they want to hear instead of reporting news and letting the consumer decide. This can be TV or print. 60 Minutes is one of the few that comes to mind. Small context for the question. I am a tech-savvy 29-year-old. Uh, and recently purchased a daily paper subscription to the New York Times, and I absolutely love it. I can't get enough. I find myself using Twitter way less, besides sports news, because it puts me in a terrible mood. I don't need to expound on the middle-aged men and women we all know that go to Facebook to brag about their new Chevy Volt. (laughs) (laughs) Came out of nowhere. (laughs) Or argue politics in what is really two simultaneous monologues between quote-unquote friends. I enjoyed that as well. It was a nice sentence. Uh, I think the values on both are so low that I would buy. I have already bought print. I think people are exhausted with national news and the cesspool that Twitter slash Facebook has become. Thanks guys. That's from Dogtown Ty. All right. I really enjoyed that email. Yeah, it was really good. Um, would you buy or sell national print journalism action Jackson? I'd have to sell. I'd have, I agree. I'd have to sell. I think Dogtown Ty is like one of like, you know, every yeah. hundred thousand person that's him, buying a print newspaper. Him and my dad. Him and my dad are, I think, are the two subscribers. I get what he's saying. Yeah. I definitely like. I'll go to my parents' house and they still get the post dispatch. And I read STL today. I'm a subscriber on there, and I'll read it. If anything, though, it's so noticeable how different it is. Yeah. How thin? How it's not as wide? How it's not as I don't know what the right is detailed. I guess would be yeah, the best way. This yeah. Now, maybe, but I would think the New York Times that you would get in St. Louis, and I do subscribe to New York, I still subscribe to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post. Um, and ever since January 6th, I bet I've gone on, I could cancel all three because I just, I'm, yeah. I'm just tapped out. Maybe I'll get back. I'm just right now just giving away money uh, for these subscriptions. I agree when you were reading a newspaper, but again, I'm picturing reading a newspaper, and that's most part pretexts uh-huh. and certainly pre social media that it became like a way to unwind and consume information. So I like what he's saying, but I was about to say, if you get the New York Times and you get it in time that it's delivered to St. Louis, you're probably getting a very early edition of the New York Times. I mean, maybe it doesn't matter. Um, My parents get the Sunday New York Times. No, do they? So every Sunday they get the New York Times. I don't know. Maybe I should do that. But again, like I said, I'm kind of willingly tapped. Like I'm not even watching last week tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll watch Bill Maher's new rules. I'm not even watching that. I'm just, you know, it's just, I'm just so, I know I say this damn near every week on the podcast, but I'm just, I am disenfranchised and disengaged. Whereas really a 
a huge portion of this podcast for the first three years of it was, was politics. Yeah. Uh, not me espousing principle or takes per se, but, uh, interviewing political guests. And I just, if I had somebody in now, I don't know what the fuck I talk about. Cause I, I don't, I just don't follow it. I'm just uh -huh. out. I'm happier. I will say that I, I'm, I'm noticeably happier. Uh, I, I guess, unfortunately I'm happier because I'm so sad that it got to what it got to and that somehow it's, I saw Liz Cheney was interviewed on, uh, you know, on 60 Minutes last night, which oh, I think yeah. now is considered to be a liberal show. Like, I'm sure plenty of conservatives listen to it. Oh, it's a fucking liberal show. Like, here she is, the daughter of Dick Cheney, who was so hardcore that she uh, condemned her sister, a lesbian, getting married. Uh, and, you know, was on 60 Minutes talking about how disastrous Joe Biden's policies are. And yet she has no chance of winning in 2022 because she is, you know, condemned Donald Trump and is part of the uh, the congressional hearings on January 6th. Yep. So it's just, I'm just like, it's just, it's just, Norm Stewart, when there was a bad call against Missouri, waving the arms, just going, okay, fine, fuck it, whatever. I, you know, yeah. so I don't know if I, the idea of reading a sports page, like I used to get up on Saturdays to read Bernie's bits, mm -hmm. that, uh, and reading like a game story in Joe Strauss's column or Bernie's column or Burwell's column, that, you know, that yeah. takes me back to an era. Who else was a columnist when Bernie was a columnist in like the nineties? Who might, were there two, maybe there weren't two columnists. I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, know. fuck you weren't born. So he wasn't, he kind of was, but more features. I feel a great yeah. writer, but I don't, I feel like it was Bernie was the columnist. Yeah. God, man, he had, a, he had a lot with the Rams, the blues and the Cardinals. Um, and you know, college sports. Um, so yeah, man, I, I can't possibly buy, even though I, I get the premise. Uh-huh. Certainly. It's so low. Yeah. It's like a 6,000 golfer on DraftKings. Why not? But I just don't, yeah, I just don't I see that. But then sell. the buy or sell pre-Twitter journalism. I'm not buying that either. I don't think we can unwind the clock. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I don't know. Cause as much as people are like, Oh, we don't do like, I'm, I'm done with this, that, or the third. It's you look at your weekly screen time and it's just, I, they give you that notification on Apple at least. And it's like, keeps going up every week. Even though I say how much I like, I hate looking at Twitter and stuff. It's a, the idea of looking at your phone and looking at live updates is addicting. So, uh, battling against addiction, I'd have to sell as well. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, I, I, I do notice this. A lot of people are now talking about how bad social media is. I, I think about, but I rarely post on Twitter minus the Jimmy Bordelon gif, mm -hmm. um, of getting rid of it. Cause it, I just, I think I would be, I think it, it's kind of like how I've disengaged from the news, uh -huh. even though I'm certainly way more ignorant than, than before. It makes me happier. I think I'd be happy if I just wasn't part of my life. Yeah. Like I am at my happiest when I'm not even thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it, like when you think it's, it's, it's like empty calories. What do you, you know, yeah, you achieve very nothing. rare. Occasionally will, like we were talking about sound story. Uh huh. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah. But it's just not tw Twitter. Definitely is. I'll see a K a Tron Carter. Jay hates Tron. You know, what Tron Carter is no laying up in a laying up. Yeah. And it just stands out to me only because I'm not condemning it. I don't give a shit. I'm surprised he does it. Uh, but not because I'm condemning it, but because of what Twitter is, he will post pictures of him with his son uh -huh. 
which is kind of more of a Facebook or an Instagram thing. Yeah. Because you just know not to even, like it's it's mob and mafia. You yeah. don't subject the family to, yeah. to the business uh -huh. because it's just so, so fucking septic. Yeah. And I, th I mean, you don't, you don't hear too many people. Let me put it this way. You don't hear too many people who leave Twitter and go, fuck, man, I missed it so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely not. <laughs> so I read it. Uh-huh. But and I, and I, then I see people, people who I respect, uh -huh. get caught up in petty arguments or bullshit or responding to dog avatars or clearly burner accounts. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, man. You know, what are you doing with yourself? Like, yeah. you're so, you don't need this in your life. Yeah. You well, know, and then the people who are doing it, you know, you know that there's a, a situation there, whatever it is. Yeah. Or that that's their whole game is to be... Twitter guy. Yeah. You, know? and you can tell the people on Twitter who have like had meetings with marketing agencies and now they know how to tweet to get more engagement. Yeah. So that's transparent. I agree with you. And that's like, oof, you get, you're like, and it's like stars. I'm not talking like people I know. I'm talking about like verified, like actual, like people who've had a great resume and they're like out there. I, on I Twitter. would love to have, because we do have a lot of just incredible people who are listeners to the show or mm -hmm. the, uh, the radio show, podcast, whatever. And like have like the the good ones, which you know then would you know keep out a lot of the ones who've caused problems for whether it be me. I don't know if you've gotten to a point where you've had it, Doug. Luckily, no. Um, you know, and we can just like and and just like in like our own little thing, and just like when there's a game on, you can just bullshit about it. No, it's not going to be like, well, fuck you. Oh, you obviously hate you know. And it's like, well, what were you saying about three weeks ago? You know, whatever that kind of yeah. So like that you expect. Well, hold on a second. What do you mean by that? What do you say? You know, you can just have a conversation, kind of like I assume you have group texts with friends, yeah. you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I would love that mm -hmm. because I do like if I'm like I'm watching the Missouri game mm -hmm. on Saturday, uh, watching the Ryder Cup. I would love to bullshit about it. Yeah. But it's so negative EV. Yeah. It's, it's like, why would you bring that into something you enjoy. your day? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just it's automatic bullshit and it sucks and i did somebody texted in last week well, i don't know what we were talking about this was during the radio show obviously it was a text twitter is a place for people who aren't successful to attack people who are successful i don't think it's that simple because no, it, it's, there's a lot of people who are twitter successful i just air quoted it <laughs> which who aren't bringing in a fucking dollar yeah. or if they are there aren't many of the dollars no uh but there's stars on twitter and you know have fun with it i also noticed there's a thing you can kind of notice people's per personas on Twitter, pre-kids and after kids. It's like having kids makes you, I don't want to say a better person, but maybe just more aware of how big of a fucking waste of time arguing with people you don't know yep. who also know you. And so it's a totally unfair playing field mm -hmm. is, and you just go, okay. You know, like the guys who used to be snarky Twitter guy, you know, they're gone once they have kids and yeah, they just kind of exactly. like become, you know, like have careers and yeah. families and they're like, what the fuck was I doing? You'll notice they have, when they have kids, they'll tweet at the beginning and end of the game and that's it. They won't tweet <laughs> during the game and you have no kids who are tweeting every, every play. And yeah. I just, and, and I, maybe another part of that is you realize like the, like the pecking order of the importance of sports, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, maybe one of the worst things, although I think it's the best thing for me, but the worst things that could happen to me from a sports standpoint and doing what I do from a sports standpoint is once I had my son, just like, okay, yeah, you know, the Cardinals lost. All right. You know, yeah. You know, 
okay. Tigers are playing some <laughs> FCS team later. Yeah. No, not really into it. Yeah, it is so. Um, yeah, I don't. But I don't think. I don't think it's gonna. I mean, Twitter. Do you notice this? Mm. Let me see if I can find it right now. Mm. This is one of Twitter's moves. This was when I went off on the. What was, what's the name of the girl in the office who went to Burroughs? Oh, uh, Ellie Kemper. Is Ellie that Kemper. it? So it was the way Twitter will get it going in their algorithm is. Users discuss the performance of Dabo Swinney in their oh. game as if it's just like yes, users are yeah, users are actual calmly. And then I guess what did the Raiders wind up losing to the Dolphins yesterday? No, they won. So they I, won. I, I think that was like the the one of two bets I want to pick. Oh, six. look at you, Sunday yeah. charge. Yeah, the Raiders end up winning in overtime. Uh Twitter uh, football fans discuss John Gruden's performance or assess John Gruden's performance. I'm like, this is the most false representation of what is actually going on when you click on this exactly. because it will be absolute garbage yes. from people personally attacking a guy who has won a Super Bowl, yep. who has been one of the most successful sportscasters of the last 20 years, as far as a color commentator, yeah. you know, but we're going to call him a moron, you know, behind our dog avatar because he didn't like his run player. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's Twitter absolutely of course knows what it's doing and it's just so fucking gross but like i said i just don't think i don't think it the, the clock can be unwound it's, yeah. a, it's a kind of along the lines of i i don't know what can cause it it's like what i was saying like what's going to bring the united states back to say september 12 2001 unfortunately probably it would take something similar to september 11 2001 hopefully i'm wrong maybe i am um similar along those lines, I don't think that it's going to unwind the clock on social media. I don't think it's, I don't, at some point, if you want to unwind the clock on what people will uh, say is, you know, wokeness or political correctness where, where people are getting taken out for shit from 20 years ago. God, I was watching a show and it was like from the nineties or two thousands. And they were joking about somebody getting fired for what the, God, what the, fuck was I watching? Cause I barely watched anything other than the Ryder cup in college football this weekend. Uh, it was just so weird. Cardinals went 16 games in a row and I'm betting on every game and I still don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I, fucking weird. I, I, I pop in in the ni eighth and ninth yeah. inning. I mean, it's, well, the weather's so nice. I'm not going to oh, sit yeah, in. I, I mean, they've already clinched that. Listen, when they play the Dodgers or Giants, I'll be watching. Yeah. Um, I didn't even watch the Mizzou game on Saturday. Really? I was playing with golf with my dad. It was too nice. I God bless. I know. I know what you're Got home right that. during overtime. Perfect. But, um, God, they were pointing out, and I've said this before in this podcast, if you watch the show Friends, almost every episode, they will have a joke that would get them canceled now. Yeah. As weird as it sounds. Yeah. Because I, I think people think of Friends, if they're old enough, you got to be in your 30s, as being like this just couldn't be more light yeah. thing that brought everybody together. And maybe that's coming through the lens of a, you know, 40-something yeah. white college From educated the person level, just like benign, benign. Yeah. right but if you watch it now i'm dead serious i mean yeah. they're they're gay jokes almost every episode uh -huh. um fat jokes like uh -huh. i mean one of the whole things is monica courtney cox was fat uh -huh. that was you know and now you know in the show she wasn't but like they, there's jokes on that i mean that just would never happen now but anyway that that a company would have to say you know what i know you're going to try to take this person out for what they said, I guess Polo did it to an extent with jo Justin Thomas. I don't know where that stands. I guess I don't he'll, know either. he'll be welcomed back at some point. I would yeah. guess. Um, and say, so, yeah, you know what? We know this person, and yeah, our stock might drop. But see, that's the issue. You have investors. Yeah. Maybe it's going to have to take a privately owned business and go. 
So if you want to take us out, fine, take us out. But we are not apologizing. Kind of like, you know, take your pick of whatever politicians, certainly Trump, uh, the Virginia governor, I can't remember that, um, just denied it, the blackface picture oh, from yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was like a Halloween party, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fucking be really, really weird if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just wouldn't resign. Wouldn't. And so after a while, when they don't get you, yeah. They go, okay, fine, fuck it. We, then we got, then there's Move a new on one. The yeah, because there's a new one every day. Easier targets. Absolutely. So that to me is the way that it's going to, I guess, when they find, when they find out they're, they can't, they can't bully you. Mm-hmm. That's the way that it'll go away, I guess. But the social media thing, I just don't think that bell can be unrung. All right, let's see what else I got here. I, I think I've gone long enough. Plus, I want to go to my son's soccer practice, and that's really kind of what it gets down to for me. Mark right. Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. Action Jackson, tell me about Mark Hanna. Tell me about him. Mark is simply the best, man. Simply the best. We were talking about our younger demographics, so I'm going to kind of speak to that real quick because I have one of the young, the youngs, as they say. Um, you know, a lot of times you don't even think about playing for the future. Ah, I'll worry about that later. Let's Let's get to the now. It's not difficult. It's not, it, Mark makes it easy because it's not about putting all your money away at once. It's about developing the habit of putting money away each month, getting used to that feeling. And then eventually once you make a little bit more money or you're in a better spot or, you know, anything in life changes and you can put more money in, you've already developed that habit. And that's what's so important. And if you ever, you know, need have questions about it or you know, worrying about the amount you're putting in or what you're putting it into, Mark can answer all those questions and he's happy to do it, more than happy to do it because this is what he loves to do. He loves helping people and he would love to help you because he is the best. So if you don't have anybody, if you're planning on taking care of this later, don't. Do it now. Call Mark Hanna. And if you have somebody already, maybe think about making a switch because Mark is just that good. Well, you can bust out a nice live read. Especially, I don't even, you don't even know it's coming. Yeah, I, it's, it's just because I, because I feel so testimonial. strongly. I feel so strongly I'm about so working with I'm so glad you feel so strongly. It makes me so happy. Yeah, it's crazy. God. I mean, whatever. I've already talked about it so many damn times, but it just drives me up the wall that I just screwed up in my 20s and 30s so badly. I mean, for real. Like, and I'm just awful. It yeah. it's really is an unforgivable sin. So I'm so happy for you, Thank you. that you have done this because you're going to be in such a better position on your 45th birthday when you're talking to a 23 year old on a podcast can't wait for that about a missed mff five <laughs> years ago yeah uh and then running to soccer practice <laughs> uh let's talk about design air heating and cooling the great seth gold camp of design air heating and cooling do you think it's going to get over 90 today and Iggy's going to be left exposed no matter what degree it gets he'll have a way out he, uh, he'll, 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 find, he'll find an out see what time what, time, what do i got right now uh the temperature it's just, oh, 81 it's holding steady at 90 at 4 p.m. according to the uh, the, the Apple app. Yeah. Either way, if you're dealing with any uh, heating and cooling issues, make sure you're working with Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McKernan Show and the Ryan Kelly Morning After the Great Seth Goldcamp, online at designairservice.com and Munganess, stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson. If you are in the market for a 2021 vehicle, let them know you're a Tim McKernan Show listener and you get $1,000 off at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. And if you're in the market for pre-owned car, go to stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com, and they have a selection of more than 300 for you to choose from. It's stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com. Munganess, sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. All right, that's going to shut it down. Here on the show, we'll have the Pick 6 podcast where people inaccurately pick games against spreads and somehow reason like they're going to pick them properly the next week, every Wednesday at 6 p.m., live on Facebook, Twitter, 
and YouTube on our <laughs> burner account. YouTube. Yeah, our dog avatar YouTube account. <laughs> we should put a dog avatar. Freedom loving. Uh, <laughs> freedom, our freedom loving, <laughs> yep. scripture quoting YouTube account. Yep. Uh, so that's what we got coming up there. Uh, off to soccer practice. This has been the Tim McKernan Show. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.